I was watching Daystar one day last week, and I don't, honestly, I don't hardly ever watch it, but it was on my TV, and, and so I was watching somebody's testimony, and it so moved me, and I kept feeling for a few days that I should show this on Sunday night, and then I, I finally got pastor to look at it last night. I said, I want you to look at something. I feel like I'm supposed to show this at church, and he looked at it, and he was moved as well, and... Um, how many of you know who um, Billy Burke is? He's an evangelist, healing evangelist, ministers at, at um, Eagle Mountain, George Pearson's, and uh, KCM. But um, honestly, I never heard him preach. I heard of him, and, and, and I, I just never, for whatever reason. But when I heard this testimony, it was so powerful, and, it, and a lot of it has to do with expectation because a lot of the body of Christ have lost their expectation of God to move, of God to heal, of God to touch. You know, you know, a lot of people have even stopped asking, or they'll wonder why they're sick or they're in a situation. And, you know, the Bible is clear, and it says, if you ask, it shall be given. When you seek, you shall find. When you knock, the door shall be open. And God is not a man that he should lie. And so I'm going to stop there because I really want to show you, I, I, I want you to see this, and then I'll come back and minister for a little bit and we'll pray for you. Amen? I really believe you'll be blessed by this. So if we can turn all the lights off and maybe somebody can move this out of the way, one of you strong men, even though it's not very heavy. <laughs> you know, Tavon, I was looking at you tonight, and I can just remember when you were just a kid. <laughs> And, and, and I look still at you, here. I know, I know you, you think you're still a kid, but you're a young man now. You're growing up, and I'm, up here. I'm so excited about what God's done in your life. Amen. Well, he's a pastor and a healing evangelist who was literally snatched from death's doorstep when God used Catherine Coleman to heal him of brain cancer. And today, he's passionate about helping people unlock their faith to receive God's miracle in their lives. So please welcome with us, Pastor Billy Burke. Hey, Doug, good to meet you. Good to meet you, sir. Hey, Johnny. Good to see you. Well, I told Doug you have uh -oh. such an incredible story. I mean, it really is an amazing story. I know we've shared it. Um, in fact, when you're on Table Talk, a lot of people heard your story, didn't they? Right, right. So, but... I never get tired of hearing. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't think any of us go too far from our testimony. Mm. Yeah. I think we stay close to that in some way. But yeah, it's. When I look back upon it, it's like, how did that all happen? Yeah. And then you can begin to understand providence, God's mm. orchestration. Oh no! Yeah, what He heals you through, He often uses you to heal others of. Yeah. Yeah. But I never tried to meet her. Didn't know that she was who she was. Mm -hmm. Wasn't anything orchestrated by me. But you were like nine, right? I, I mean, was like, nine. I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you take us it. back to the, if you will, when you were diagnosed at nine years of age. Yeah. It was a sudden. It was a sudden thing. It just happened suddenly. You know, my eyes went blind, double. Uh, the pain became excruciating. Mm -hmm. Diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, it spread into my lungs, into my back, and uh, I was uh, rushed to the hospital. It was an immediate thing that had oh, wow. to take place, and so my grandmother, who was an avid 
listener to the Catherine Kuhlman radio broadcast. Thank God. Yeah. None of us, had, I mean, at that time, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. We were attending a, a Christian Missionary Alliance mm -hmm. church. So we knew that you prayed for the sick, but we never saw open manifestation. Sure. Never seen one person fall down in church. Right. That's how I grew up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so long story short, I was taken to the hospital that was on the operating table 18 hours. Hmm. And this was 1962. Wow. So now, did you have an experience before the surgery? I did. So oh, tell I that, because I think that's important. I, I never, I didn't, this I've never told publicly, but this was uh, an incredible part of it. It'll be in my book. There's a book coming out in, Great. The, in the fall. But um, I was in the hospital there, and they, the doctors had just come in with my family and prepared me for, it was a grave moment. Mm-hmm told me how dangerous it was and you know, anything I wanted to say to them, I had to say to them tonight, mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And so it was pretty, looking back at it, I just don't know how that would serve the all, the, all the, the HIPAA laws sure. today, you know. But um, when everybody left, I was in the room alone, and my window was open, and for, the old Forbes field was still there. So the mm. Pittsburgh Pirates were playing that night. Mm. I could hear the game, and I was just laying there, and I just heard all this stuff, and... I thought, I just, you know, I don't want to die. Right. I don't feel like dying today. Right. Who feels like dying today? Right. Not at nine. I mean, we all, we all want to go to heaven. Right. But not today. Right, right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, and um, everybody left. I was listening to the ball game. And just, just this wave of presence came over mm. me. And I grabbed both guardrails on the hospital bed. Mm -hmm. And I screamed as loud as I could. Mm. I don't want to die. Amen. I don't want to die. Dear Jesus, I don't want to die. Mm. I didn't know many Bible verses, maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. Jesus wept and forgot to love the world. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to die. It's all I know. I didn't want to, and this cry mm. left me. Mm. The moment that cry left me, this is true as I can tell mm. it, a light filled the whole room. Wow, praise the Lord. Just a really, it had to be some aura because mm -hmm. it wasn't natural. Mm -hmm. And it just gave me this peace mm. that I was, it was going to be okay. Peace that passes understanding. Exactly, Doug. Exactly. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, you made it. <laughs> we're, we're having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Not to interrupt this miracle no story, ADD but there's moment. another ahead, one sitting ahead, right, right here. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and so I went through the surgery. They couldn't remove nearly half of it, mm -hmm. and it was really bad. And I was, I awoke in an oxygen tent. That's, mm -hmm. you don't hear yeah, those I remember today. That. Yeah, I, remember I was that. packed in ice, and, uh, and, my grandmother came around the side and pulled open the plastic. And all I knew was I was in a lot of pain. Uh. They couldn't break the fever. Mm -hmm. And I was cold in this mm -hmm. ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came around and she whispered and she stuck her head right in the tent. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm getting you out of here. And I'm taking you down to the lady I listened to. That's mm -hmm. what she said. And her name is Catherine Coleman. She's on the radio. And she is going to touch you. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I didn't know her. I didn't know anything my grandmother was saying. I'd never heard that But you that knew your name. grandmother. Yeah. You knew she loved you. She was, she was the person. She gave you faith. Like, she, gave, that, she planted a seed, Doug, that, that's missing today. Amen. Plant it's, that seed. Go ahead and plant that seed. She planted that seed of expectation. Mm -hmm. Okay, because a lot of people today get prayers without expecting anything to take place. Mm. And we get addicted to being, being prayed for, being oil, yeah, yeah, even being on. slain. Mm -hmm. But without expecting that something can really change. Amen. You know, and uh, so she planted that seed. I was uh, dismissed the next day. I was taken home on a Monday. So for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the service was Friday. My grandmother, every chance she got, because I couldn't eat normal. Sure, sure. Uh, morphine didn't help any of the pain. 
Wow. They were soaking towels mm. in ice water to try to relieve the mm. pain from mm. me. And so she'd come in, and every moment she had, these words would come out of her mouth. When she mm. touches you, not when she touches you. So it was repeated expectations. Oh, it was, all, it was for four days. It got to the point where I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just. I same. believe you, I believe you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was pounding that. Mm -hmm. Praise God. That, that repetition, mm -hmm. you know. And I mean, that's what breaks the yoke, is Amen. steady pressure. Amen. Mm -hmm. Sudden Amen. pressure don't always break a yoke. Mm -hmm. Yokes are strong, that's mm -hmm. why they're yokes. Yeah. But the steady pressure Amen. will break a yoke. Any yoke. Amen. A drug yoke, a sickness yoke, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever. And so for those four days, it was just constant, repeated, constant. Well, Friday was the service. Mm -hmm. So we get to downtown, well, the place was packed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't get in the church. Because mm -hmm. all of Catherine Kuhlman's services, they would oh. line up. And well, they most, were out on 6th yeah. Avenue. So and most of the people, a lot of them couldn't even get in. Couldn't get in. You show up and you're in a wheelchair. We couldn't get in. We so, I mean, it's even more difficult, right? right? We couldn't even get in the door. So mm -hmm. we just, I was out on the street. And uh, I thought, I just told my grandma, let's go home. I'm on pain. I don't want to be mm -hmm. here. She said, no, just, just, just wait. Well, at, a, at that moment, I'm not sure. On the side of this Presbyterian church, mm -hmm. it's a red door, still there today. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. red door, this usher, for whatever reason, we know what that is. Mm -hmm. His yeah. eyes fall on her. Mm -hmm. And he says to her, Yeah, you. Yeah. And she said to me, I told you, I, I told you that you were going to get in. Mm -hmm. I said, Get in. So, all that trouble mm -hmm. to get me through that crowd and in that side door, mm -hmm. well, there's the stairway right up to the balcony. And they said, we're going to get you up here. Well, uh, I was up in the balcony, and I began to watch, you know, what Miss Coleman, sure. we called her Miss Coleman. Nobody called her Catherine mm -hmm. in that day. And um, I just began to watch. I was like, what is this? I was mm -hmm. fascinated. Sure. Because I had a patch over my eye. I could see with one eye. And I just began to watch what we see almost as normal today. Mm -hmm. Then was, it wasn't normal, but it was, it was powerful. Yeah, well. And in that quick, in the atmosphere changed, and she pointed up to me, and she said, you are being healed of cancer. Get down here. Well, as, as soon as she said that, I screamed really loud, mm. no, I'm not coming down. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't talk real well, mm. all right, because I'd just been through mm. all I'd been through. And she said, I said, down here. You know, that's how she talked. And I said, no. <laughs> and the next words out of her mouth was, ushers, get them. Go get that boy. Mm -hmm. Well, Norm and Donnie, Norm became a very good friend later That's in beautiful. life, but Norm and Donnie came into the balcony, mm -hmm. and they came over, and they said to my grandma, and they said, uh, Mrs. Kuhlman wants him. She said, take, take him. <laughs> right, right. Grandma they, was all on board. They were take all him, there. Take yeah, yeah. They took me down, and I remember they walked me down, because I couldn't move. I just mm -hmm. couldn't balance. Mm -hmm. And they took me down in front of her, and she... Uh, she came and she just said to me, what's your name? And I told her, and she said, I want to know one thing, only one thing from you. And I said, when? She said, do you believe? That's all Amen. I want to know. Come on, come on. And I said, yeah. And then she turned around to walk away. And I thought, boy, that was easy. Mm -hmm. But she spun as quick as she turned. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, do you believe? Mm, come on. And man, it just went through me. Mm. You know, that something was the Holy mm. Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. And when she went, this is so amazing. This is what, if, if, if any of you are listening, don't ever underestimate somebody planting a seed mm. in you mm. to expect something. Amen. It's not a seed of false hope. It's a seed of expectancy. 
And that's why miracles have to be worked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, one of the gifts isn't miracles. It's mm -hmm. the working of miracles. Come on. A miracle has Come to on. be worked. Why does it have to be worked? Because mm -hmm. people aren't expecting it at the time. Mm -hmm. Why does yeah. it have to fill the water pots with water? Just make it wine. Mm -hmm. You're Jesus. Right. Why go wash in the pool and use mud and spit? Come just, on. Just heal him. He's going to preach right now. Anyway. Yeah, he's right. good. But, but I'm saying, why do all that? Yeah, amen. Because expectation needed amen. to be built. Yes, sir. And... Um, so I, so when I when when her hand touched me, I could hear my grandmother's voice. It was when Catherine's hand. Mm -hmm. but it was her voice. When she and when that hand hit me, it was the lights Ooh. out. Four rows went with me. Four Ooh. rows in First Presby, all Ooh. on all on the. On so the you pier. went in four rows of people went out under the right power with of me. God. Wow. Right with me. And I I mean but I see the thing about this was I didn't fall to get up. Right. See, there's a waiting. There's there's a waitingness to the anointing if yeah, you let amen. it. If amen. you want, if you want it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any better. Right. So this was kind of a sovereign thing. Mm -hmm. But today, so many people fall to get up. Mm -hmm. You know, and the idea is like, if you're down there, I mean, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's a mystery. We don't mm -hmm. really fully understand mm -hmm. that. But if you're going to go on a trip somewhere, you know, the Lord. So I teach people mm -hmm. like. Hey, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. I'm coming back with something. Amen, Jesus. And um, so, so I came up, but I couldn't move. My, I'm on this marble floor mm -hmm. of the Presbyterian Church, and I, I just, I couldn't move. I just couldn't move. Mm -hmm. And I thought I died. <laughs> I thought I died, and that lady came with me. That's what I thought. And I thought this is a bad day. That's exactly what I thought. I thought I'm more afraid now than I was when I came here, because I couldn't move. I was just. Paralyzed, mm -hmm. frozen, whatever word you want mm -hmm. to use. And she just said, Oh, look at this boy. Look at this boy. This is Billy. This is young Billy. Mm -hmm. And they, she said, Bring him up. And I was like, So I was really groggy. And she said, I think you need one more touch. I said, No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Because it scared me. Sure, sure, sure. I've sure. never had that happen. Mm -hmm. And then she said, anybody in here with cancer, anybody in here with blood disease, mm -hmm. anybody in here, get out of here, get around here. Come now, get around here. Well, I could hear the shuffling. Mm -hmm. I, I just was not you know, that oriented. Mm -hmm. Well, boom, then I go the second time. She said, bring him up. She said, get that patch off your eye. I said, no, no, you don't understand. She said, no, you don't understand. Get that patch off Come your on. eye. I said, no, I said, I have double vision. I said, I, and sometimes I'm blind. She said, either you take that patch off or I'm taking that patch off. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, who is this woman mm -hmm. my grandmother brought me to? Mm -hmm. I still wasn't getting it. Yet here I am walking. Mm -hmm. Here I am when that patch, I picked it up, I flipped it. I didn't mm -hmm. take it off. I flipped it off and my eyes had gone straight. Wow, praise God. And I was like, well, my eyes are straight. Mm -hmm. I could have walked. The place was going crazy. Mm -hmm. I still didn't grasp what had happened. I knew what went through me, though. See, mm -hmm. that's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we, we, we got to be careful with this. I, I know we walk by faith. I know mm -hmm. we don't live by feeling. Yeah, amen. But I do know we still have a soul. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're still, you know, everything today is feeling-oriented. Drugs are feeling-oriented. Pornography is feeling-oriented. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is feeling-oriented. There's nothing too much out there. So we don't want to say to people, all that feeling stuff is out there. Come in here, and there's no feeling. That's not true. I mean, when they when he spoke, they felt the burning in their heart. Mm -hmm. uh, when the woman touched him, the Bible says she felt what went through her mm -hmm. in Mark five. So there there is a feeling if you allow yourself the Holy Spirit 
can move just through you, spirit to spirit, mm -hmm. or he can move through people, through you, and you can have an experience, a visitation. And that's what I was having. Amen. But I hadn't been taught that. Sure, sure, sure. So I didn't know what all this was. Yeah, it, was a, it was a radiating. It would just go, a radiating. Mm -hmm. Well, I still had a lot of cancer in me. You know, I want you to continue that, but I really feel like right now there's just a, yeah, there's a special anointing right now. for healing for right, right now. now. You mm. feel the presence of God here. There's some of you that you need a miracle, and yeah. you know what that is. It may be physical, it may be emotional, it may be spiritual. I don't know what it is, but I want you to go to the phone right now and call mm. and just give us your first name mm. and say, that's me. Pray for me. We're going to pray for all the prayer requests before we leave the air today, but I really do believe that God is going to touch you in a supernatural Amen. way right Amen. now Amen. as you reach out. And like, mm -hmm. like Billy was talking about, it's the working of miracles. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, yeah, Good. you can sit there and receive, but there's just something about a point of contact saying, hey, I'm, I want you to come in agreement with me Amen. for a miracle today. So go to the phone right Beautiful. now. Billy, I want to share something real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. You know, um, Right now, you know, what Billy shared is some of you need a re-expectation. That's good. You expected something That's good. years ago or months ago That's good. or yesterday. You need to re-expect it because God wants to expect it in your life. That's good. He buddy. wants you to be free. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be delivered right now. He wants you to expect that he can do it. So I want you right now to say, Lord, I re-expect this miracle. Very good. And then you call the prayer people and you tell them that you re-expect it and you let them agree with you to re-expect it until you get it. That's good. Just really felt someone need to That's hear good. that word. That is good. That's the reset button. That's exactly right. Where's the reset button? That's good. Okay, so finish the story. There you well, are. You're still wondering. Well, yeah, real quickly, I mean, when I got up, I still had cancer lumps all over my back. Mm -hmm. When I left the meeting that day, I mean, I was walking, I was seeing, you know, no pain. Mm -hmm. I went, but, but I had to, so she wanted to see me the next day. And so we went down and she said, no, young Billy, she said, those lumps will stay until you testify publicly for the first time. When you testify publicly, those lumps will go. Wow. So yeah. even though she wasn't known for prophetic, that's mm -hmm. kind of... Well, that's a prophetic gift. It's kind of prophetic, yeah. you know, so... So, so my grandmother kept saying, so did you, hear what, did you hear what she said? I said, I don't want to tell anybody. She said, did you hear what she said? And so now she, she's going to get on me That's over right, this. right. The whole next on, week, yeah, when, when yeah. you stand up, God's going to heal you, right? So she, I, she arranged this. It was a camp meeting with the CMA in Camp Mahaffey, mm -hmm. it's called. I don't know if you know that. But, so I, we went to this camp. And the, the leader, the, there was straw on the floor and benches. Mm -hmm. and, and they said, Billy Burke's here, and he just had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and he wants to tell us about it. And I'm thinking, I don't want to tell anybody about this. But someone up on the platform, and I said, I told as much as I could mm -hmm, understand. Mm -hmm. And after I finished that story, you know, the, my grandmother had somebody come up, and I had a T-shirt on. And she said, lift up that T-shirt. Every lump. Wow, praise you, Jesus. Wow. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. We're made overcomers by the word. Yeah, Amen. I mean, John, he'll confirm it. Yeah. We got to take mm -hmm. that step. We have to push boundaries. Mm -hmm. See, not everybody may have a grandmother mm -hmm. like I had, or maybe there's not, of course, there's not a Catherine Coleman. We know it's a different mm -hmm. day and all that. But, but you got to push a boundary of your feeling, of diagnosis, mm -hmm. of your age. Yeah, but he, but he was, it sounds like God was, he was actually, through your grandmother, increasing expectation in faith, mm -hmm. right? 
But then when you stepped out and you shared what God has done for you, yeah, yeah, he yeah. completed it. He, so he wasn't just healing you. He yeah. was calling you to a ministry. Oh, come and on there's now, a lot God. of people right now who, is who, haven't Doug shared, guy, huh? who have not shared what God has done <laughs> for them. Get this guy? There's, there's people right now. You've not shared what God That's has good. done for you. I want you to call your mom. That's I want good. you to call your friend and say you got saved. Say you got healed. Say you got delivered. That's good. Call the prayer people here at Daystar. Put that thing in your cell phone because you got to tell somebody what God has done That's for good. you. Because what God heals you from, he will allow you to heal others. Mm -hmm. You know, and you okay. now well, you have that ministry now, right? I mean, you pray. Well, we're seeing a lot yes. of great stuff. We really, we, I mean, we're seeing a blow your mind stuff. Well, Amen. I see the, the phone. Was that an awesome testimony? And, and, he was, and he was nine years old when that happened. He was nine years old. But what, I'm telling you, number one, you grandmas, don't ever, don't, don't ever count your words as not having any effect. Because that's what she kept saying to him over and over. If you, the minute she touches you, you expect, you expect it, you expect to be healed. And, and anyhow, when I went, like I said earlier, when I was, when I heard that, I felt, I don't know why I can't get into my iPad. There we go. I really felt to, to share that because so many people's expectations have gone on the bottom of the thermometer. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, when, when you hear this uh, testimony like this, it wasn't his faith, it was his grandma's faith. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted nothing to do, he didn't even want to go to the meeting. When He's going to have a book in the fall and he's going to share more about that. But his grandmother's faith was, uh, focused in, and she was aggressive with it, and she didn't back up. So grandmas and moms, you know, you, you got to stick with it. I, I, in Matthew 7, 7, 8, it says, Jesus said this, he said, ask, and it will be given. It's not just like, you know, we read these scriptures, you know, I challenge you for a week to just meditate on that, ask, and it will be given. And then meditate on the fact that God is not a man that he should lie. How about those two things? Over and over and over. Ask and it will be given, he said. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door will be open. These are promises from God. Those are the words of Jesus. And I just think, you know, like, like a lot of times, you know, uh, we get, if, if we don't see an answer or, you know, we kind of like want to drive up to McDonald's and we even get upset if they make us wait more than 32 seconds for a hamburger. You know what I'm saying? We need to trust God. God, I believe you. I'm asking you and you said it will be given and you're not a man that you should lie and, and I, I'm looking to you and not to man and not to my job and not to my doctor and not to people, but I'm looking to you for you to show up. You know, uh, in, in 1 Kings chapter 18, if you remember the story about Elijah and, and the promise of rain, and he sent a servant out, and there was no rain, and he kept sending them out, and then finally he saw a little cloud. And Elijah, he had full expectation because God said it, it would rain, and that drought would end. And it started to pour, didn't it? And it started, when you read the story, it just, it, it, it started to flood. 
But, you know, expectation, I heard somebody say this, expectation is like the womb of manifestation. And we, we just, we, we need to expect things. We need to not just be hoping for an awakening, but expecting it, even in our home, expecting it in our families, expecting it. The man at the gate, beautiful, he was expecting something. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. And, I, and there's a lot of um, situations in the Bible. The, the man at the gate beautiful was lame since birth. Then there was the man by the pool of, I, I think it's called the pool of Salome. And, and he was waiting for somebody to put him in the pool because he expected to be healed. And then there was, and so they waited years and years. You think you've waited for things? And the woman of, with the issue of blood, she waited all those, it said she went to many doctors and she spent all her money and waited all those years. You know, sometimes we just, you know, people just, they, they just give up and they lose, they lose their, their expectation. We have to trust in the Lord that he is not a man that he should lie. In Psalm 68, 19, it says, blessed be the Lord who daily, say daily, loads us with benefits. So on a daily basis, we should expect benefits. On a daily basis. You know what? If we get one miracle in a lifetime, we get excited. But how about daily God showing up? How about daily walking with God? How about daily seeing his benefits of healing and prosperity and deliverance and salvation and protection? I, I, I just know, you know, Pastor was talking about angels this morning, and we always pray the minute when we get in the car, when we go on a trip, and it, uh, you ask him a lot of times, I'll say to him, you know what, you just squish those angels because it looked awful close like he was going to hit another car or they were going to hit him. <laughs> but I believe that when all those little misses, I believe that's God protecting us. That's God protecting us. Even as little people often say, you know, I pray, I pray for a parking spot when I go. And, and, and I always do. And one day, I, don't, I wasn't with Pastor. He was somewhere picking up something. And he called me and he said, can you please pray for a parking spot? Because <laughs> I can't, I've been here forever and I can't get in, you know, whatever, wherever it was. And, and so I prayed and he got one. You know, that's something little, but, but so many people need some, they, they, they need miracles and healing. And I like what he talked about, about the working of miracles. Let's, uh, you know, when you expect nothing, nothing happens. See, if you're praying and then you're kind of, well, you know, no, expect it. Like, it's like when you, um, listen, if I would promise my kids something when they were little, you know, I promise I'm going to take you to the movies. All right, we're going to go. We're going to go. And I'm, you know what? They'll, they bug me until, you, until it's done. You know what I'm saying? They're just, they're expecting it. They're believing it. They're expecting whatever that is that, that they wanted for Christmas. They're expecting something. And we need to have, we need to get our expectors out again. 
How do you get your specters out again? You get them out there by faith, by trusting that God is not a man, that he should lie. And if we ask, he said, it shall be given. Amen? He said, he said here, and, and this is in the, uh, the uh, Passion Translation in Ephesians 3.20, he said this. Now, this is God speaking. Sometimes we read our Bibles. I'm not sure if they know that it's God speaking to us. He said, never doubt God's mighty power. If he could say it to you now, never doubt my mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Listen, God just doesn't want to meet your need. He wants to, he wants to give you your most unbelievable dream, your greatest request. He wants to exceed your wildest imagination. He doesn't care if you want to live in a castle or a cabin in the woods. But if you ask him for it, Listen, you know, Pastor shared some things this morning, uh, you know, about our first house, but, but we actually prayed and believed God for our second house. We were just listening to man on our first house. We were just learning faith back then. But if they said, no, there's no, everybody said, no, you can't, you know, if, if this is on your credit, you can't get a house, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I said to Pastor, call the real estate. We're either going to rent a bigger place, we had to get out of that house, and, and, or we're going to buy a house. We're going to see if we can buy a house. And man, we were just, it, it was so quick. It was so smooth. It was so God. And you might think all the reasons why you can't have your own home but when you start talking to God about it, and then you start taking steps of faith and start expecting it. When we bought our first church, that was like crazy. That was, there was no way, but we expected, I expected to be there on September 15th. Isn't that amazing? That's you guys' anniversary, huh? But I remember that day. It was September 15th. It was a Sunday. We didn't have, I didn't say, God, I, I thank you that we'll have the down payment. I said, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but we're going to be in there having church on September 15th. Because I had heard a teaching. Somebody said, you got to connect to something. you got to touch something, something to build your faith. And, and, and I just, I said, God, I, don't, I can't believe for all this money. We had, we had nobody. We had one tither in our church. We had 25 people. We had, and, and most of them were just saved. But I believed for that, and God got us in that building. Amen? And so, in so many other different things, and God has dealt with me. We're, we're stirring up our expectation in our home. Because if you don't start expecting from God, you're just going to get what the world dishes out. You're going to get what happens in the natural to your body. Our bodies naturally just sh shrink away if we don't believe God, don't they? Amen? Psalm 27, 13 says this. And I love this scripture. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm, I'm, you know, I have, uh, even, even praying over your children. I mean, I just, 
it, honestly, the, if you stay with it, it doesn't matter what things look like out here. You're asking God, and he said, when you ask, it shall be given. When you seek, you will find. When you knock, that door will be open. And he, he is a God of truth. He is a God of promises. There's so many promises in the Bible, and every promise belongs to us, whatever situation. Um, the salvation of your family. I can't, you know, sometimes, you know, my son's in California right now, and, and, and he's married, and he married a girl who grew up in church, and uh, they own a couple, they're in partnership with doctors and own a couple of pharmacies, and I just, one day, I can remember when it, when it, when it turned, you know, and, and he met this girl, and a few months later they were married, but the day that he met her, the day that we met her, and uh, he said, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring her, and we went to, he met us at Chili's. The day he walked in with her, he was a changed man. He was the things that I had been praying for. I knew she was the one. You know, I wasn't sure before, but that day, I just knew he was just, he changed. And all the response, you know, you know, our kids grow up and we teach them responsibility and you know, your job and all, it just, everything changed. He stepped into that, in, into that place. And I'm telling you, God has plans for your children. You start praying for them in the womb. You start praying for them when they're young. And grandmas and grandpas, if you're here, I'm telling you, you might think, you know, all the parents aren't paying attention, the kids, that seed is working. He did not want, when they called him out, he's like, no, you know? But that seed of his grandma. And then when, when, when Catherine Coleman went to pray for him, and all he remembered was, when she goes to touch you, you expect. You expect. And we do that in church. I, I, I like what he shared. He said, people come and, and they get addicted to getting prayed for, but they just, you know, they, they just, you know, are getting anointed with oil, but they're not expecting anything. They're not expecting to get filled with the Spirit. Well, God, if you want to fill me, here I am. You know? No, God wants you to want it. God wants you to expect it. God, I'm not leaving until you fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, I'm not leaving without my miracle. God, I'm, and, 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 and just, you know, sometimes, you know, the miracle hit, like he was healed in so many areas, but it wasn't until he got up and testified weeks after that that the lumps went. I mean, Jesus is no, God is no respecter of persons. And he's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's, 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 he, honestly, he is the Lord of the awakening. And I just, you know, we've been praying. I've been praying a lot about, you know, because I, 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 more than anything, you know, I, our greatest desire is to see an awakening in New England, an awakening here in Rockland. I, you know, and, and, and God is doing a, a good work here. He has established a foundation. Even when we, we stepped over from um, Brockton to over here, that was, that was a real step of faith. Amen? We had to, we had to expect. <laughs> I'm telling you, we were in some, we were in some tight positions. But, but you know what? It, it, I, when I walk in, if, when, I see, when I see empty seats, it, I don't know about you, it, it just bothers me. There's empty seats in every church. 
but why can't they be lining up outside like they were at those meetings? Why does it just have to be at special meetings? Why can't people be lining up at our church? See, we already have our TV set up in the foyer. We got a TV set up in the, in, in the children's room. We're all set up for overflow. We're set up for people to come in and, and be healed and set free. God is a worker of miracles. What miracle do you need? What have you let go? What have you been believing for for years? Or what did you just kind of push to the side and, well, this is the way it is and this is how I'm going to live and, you know, I'm just going to have to live with this the rest of my life or I'm going to have to whatever. You know, do you, how many in here remember times when you were out there in faith and, man, God showed up? I mean, you were like, I mean, it, it, it just, I mean, it just changes everything. I'll tell you a little story. I, I shared this before. Um, I was always a sports lover. And um, does anybody remember, I think it was the 1975, 1976 World Series with the Red Sox? Anybody in this place? And uh, Rick Burleson was the shortstop. They called him the rooster. And I used to go to many games. That was my life. We loved, you know, we loved going to the games. And so um, we, the, the guy that I was dating got box seats, and we had to switch every other game and from first base to third base. So when we were at first base, I would wear this big hat. <laughs> I know, I was crazy. And, um, and I would be, I mean, I would be over the, the dugout with the Red Sox. I, it was when we were over the Red Sox dugout, and I'd be like cheering them on, and come on, you guys, you could do it, whatever. And I, and I had this big hat on, and, and they lost. And I loved Rick Burleson. He was the most awesome uh, shortstop. So I wrote a letter to Fenway Park attention Rick Burleson, and I was comforting him in this letter. I wasn't trying to date him. I wasn't trying to... I was like, I, I was like, it's okay, you guys did great. I don't know what I wrote in the letter, but it was this. So one day, I, was, I just happened to stay home from work that day, and I get a, a phone call, and I'm in the middle of blow drying my hair and getting ready to do stuff, and I answered the phone, and I was dating two guys at that time. I'm sorry, but I was. Anyhow, I answered the phone, and I, and I said, hello, and he goes, hello, is Judy there? And I said, this is Judy. And he goes, hi, this is Rick. And I said, Rick who? Like, Rick who? Who's Rick? You know? And he goes, he goes now, I didn't tell anybody I wrote this letter. Because I felt like they were just like, you're stupid. You know, what? why are you writing a letter? I didn't tell anybody. And he said, Rick Burleson. And I said, come on, Tom. You know, I'm like, yeah, come on, Tom. And he goes, no. This is, this is Rick Burleson. And I said, okay, Billy. I was just like, he's probably thinking, who is this person? And, uh, and in the letter, I wrote, I was the girl over the dugout with the big hat. <laughs> that was the story. That was why the hat. And he goes, no, he said, I'm calling to thank you for the letter that you sent. I was like... I never expected that, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I didn't tell anybody I sent you this letter. I know this is you. 
oh, Billy and Tom are just my friends. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going on and on. And he's going, so he, he goes, so what are you doing? I'm blow drying my hair. I'm just blow drying my hair, you know? So what are you doing? I'm blow drying my hair. I'm like, and, and then he goes, well, I just wanted to call and thank you for, for you know, for the letter and stuff. And then he hung up and I couldn't, I was just so like caught off guard, you know? That was like a miracle, wouldn't you say? Has anybody had a sports personality call them, you know? Get your letters out there, okay? We have a church in Rockland, Mass. And we heard that you love Jesus and we want you to come to our church. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's just, that, that, was, that was unexpected. But how much more if we do expect it? Amen? I, I could have went out. I, you know, I'm thankful for it, that I wasn't saved then. And who knows if I went with this guy, I might never got saved and got met Pastor Ed. And I'm thankful for my life. But back then I was thinking, oh, why did I do that? I could have I had went to every game. I could have been dating this guy, you know, and all of that stuff, you know. But, but I am telling you, when, when, when you... When God does something for you, it far surpasses even what that which happened to me. When you start expecting, wow, I can't believe I have my own home. Wow, I can't believe that I'm doing this for God. Wow, I can't believe that, you know, I'm really healed. You, you heard the story of, of the healing in, in my feet when I first got saved. It was my first miracle. And every day I was confessing the word, God, thank you for healing. And I didn't know much back then. But that morning I woke up, I had all of these, these growths on the bottom of my feet. They wanted to do surgery. But that morning, and, and it was probably a couple of months because I had to decide. I had insurance and it was going to expire. I let it expire. I said, nope, I'm believing God. Don't, don't you guys do foolish stuff. But that's what I did. I was really, it was my first time believing God. But I was expecting them to go. And one day I just got up and wasn't thinking about it and started putting my socks on. And I started, oh my gosh, they're gone. They're gone. I was so, I'm yelling, I'm telling Pastor, look, they're gone. They're gone. God healed me. I love it when God does things like that because you know no way could anybody make that happen. There was no medicine. There was nothing that could make that happen. And I'm telling you, start expecting God. Start expecting him. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have a business. Start expecting, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is that you do. Maybe, maybe you build websites, Pastor Mike. I know you use faith anyhow. <laughs> I know you're, but, you know, start expecting the biggest website in the state of Massachusetts. And then who knows, you know, just whatever it is, start asking and talking to God about your business because he wants to get involved because he wants to show himself strong in your behalf. Amen? And I just, I just felt led to share that tonight. I know this is July 4th weekend. I don't want to keep you long. I don't know what you got planned. But we're going to pray for you tonight. And I just want you to get your expectors out. Amen? Maybe there's something. Maybe you're believing for a husband. I don't know. Maybe you're believing for a wife. Start getting your expectors out there. Make a list. I'll never forget Dr. Cho. How many of you know he's a, he was the pastor? He's gone to heaven now, but the pastor of the largest church in the world. 
and he's written the fourth dimension all about faith all of his everything he's faith changed his life he was healed of tuberculosis and i'm telling i'm just this is a summary you got to read it more in detail in his book but he said uh, he went to this church and they they called up um the pastor called up this girl and he said dr cho she wants prayer she wants a husband she's been praying for a long time and she was older she was probably in her 40s or something like that i can't remember but she was older than the young girls and um and so he said to her he said so what what kind of husband do you want like like how tall uh, what do you want him to look like? What do you want him to do? Uh, all of these things. And she was like, what? And I'm like, and he made her make a list of everything she wanted in a husband. And she brought that list, and Dr. Cho prayed over that. And when Dr. Cho went back to that church, I don't know, it was a, few, a year later, or a few years later, the pastor brought her up and her husband, and he said, he said, this is the lady you prayed for. And she and she pulled out her list, and she read her list, and everything on that list was this man. He, and, he was an evangelist. He was a teacher. There was just everything that he was, you know, who he, I can't remember all the lists, but it's in the book. And, but she was expecting, you know. It's time for you to start expecting. What's, what's taken you 50 years to build a building might just take you five to build a, a business. What's taken you, I don't know, years to, people think, well, it'll take me 50 years to buy a house. No, maybe it'll take you two years. Whatever it is, let's get our expectors out there, okay? Let's start expecting an awakening. Let's start expecting God to move. And uh, you could probably find that on, on Daystar. It was on last week, and uh, it's great all the way to the end. It was just so many good nuggets. And uh, are, you, are you ready for the miracle work and power of God? Amen. And stuff like that. Where's my word?